and other ones that made me tripping now cause they was over there I was over here they was too scared but I was facing my fears I've always been driven but they too scared to steer that's why I compete with legends mother my peers I'm the man of the year Hello, Bailey. How's it going today, buddy? Oh, it's going pretty good. Uh, I drank too much yesterday. Had a hangover. Uh, that lasted <laughs> a good while. Dude, I woke up at 4 a.m. and I... Oh, my God. I went to my bathroom and I threw up. Like, I, as soon as I like opened my eyes, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is not... How much good. did you drink? A lot. I don't. I don't know how to quantify it, but it was... It's the most I've drank in a while. And I didn't even mean to. I was literally just, like, having a good time. Like, playing video games with the boys. And then all of a sudden, I just, like, we stopped playing. And I had a moment to, like, just... By myself. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking drunk. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. I, I threw up this morning at, like, 4 a.m. And then I went back to bed. And then went back to the bathroom threw up again. Then I chugged a bunch of water because my mouth was so dry and my my throat was hurting. Threw that up too. Uh, so it was a rough morning, but <laughs> we're here now. I'm feeling a lot better, and uh, I got to go back to bed. Oh, and I got my oil changed today. So oh, there you well, go. You know things are happening. I still got stuff done, and we're recording the podcast, and I'm alive. So all good things. Good stuff, buddy. Um... As you can see, my background here, I'm back home in uh, Maryland. Um, just moved out yesterday. Um, moved out two days ago, stayed one night, got a final dinner with some of my teammates, some of their parents, and uh, yeah, a couple friends. So uh, kind of excited. It's very – actually, no, I'm, I'm already missing Pittsburgh, but um, it's time to be an adult and, uh, you know, start my career. So back home and – I guess uh, I have work coming up soon, so and if excited you don't want, to get this pod going. If you don't want Steve to work for a living, uh, get our podcast popular enough to where we could just do this as a job. That'd be great. Oh my God. I'd, I'd love I if you cry. guys would do that. <laughs> oh, we would be so very grateful. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Um, it helps us out extremely every time you tune in, listen, whatever, make fun of us for how bad we are. Whatever it is, every time you listen and um, pay tribute to us, it, it, we appreciate it. So, Always. Always appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the Frozen 4 podcast. I don't think we got to talk about it too much last week. Did we talk about them last week? Um, I not, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but they had me on an episode um, like a week or week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, they're great guys. They're, they're very good content. They know what they're doing. They have a they have a big, pretty big following. I think up in New York, and uh, could be wrong. Probably even probably even further than that. So um, if you like Buffalo Sabers, you like you like uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and if you just like hockey in general, tune into them. They're a fanta fantastic podcast. So uh, shout out to them. Yeah, it was great listening. They're it was a great podcast. Uh, let's get into hockey. The first thing that we want to talk about is, uh, it's going to be real quick. We don't want to talk about it too long, but unfortunately David Pasternak, uh, has lost his newborn son today and it's something that's really terrible and, you know, our hearts go out and, and, uh, yeah, it's super unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there's not much you can really say. It's just, you know, that that's gotta be very hard on him and, and, uh, his, his girlfriend and you know not something i think any of us want to experience but um yeah um on another note i guess we have uh some better news i guess i could say for lack of a better term interesting about news. Robert, robert morris hockey yeah so saw this on twitter today it like lots of things are happening today which is lucky for us i guess because <laughs> we're recording today it just happened to work out that way but uh the coalition, what was it? What was the exact phrasing? Hold on. 
I got it right here. Yeah, you're Coalition right. Coalition of Robert Moore's, Moore's hockey Moore's, players yeah. are being represented by Jeffrey Kessler, who is the same lawyer that represented Tom Brady in the Deflate Gate. And there's a fantastic article that I should link and probably will, unless I forget. Um, he also represented, um, I guess a a group of people. I don't know a lot of details, but he just represented a case against the NCAA just this past month and won that case. He's also in the past in the Supreme Court. Yeah. He's also protected uh, for the NHL players, um, the NFL, MLB, lots of professional athletes. He's so, a big um, big yeah, it's a good sign. It's a good sign for these Army athletes and, uh, you know, the community and all the people that want this program to last and, and stay alive. So, yeah, um, we're going to go through the, uh, the article real quick. We're not going to go through it. We're just going to go through and tell you some of the quotes from the article that uh, we find particularly interesting. Uh, the first thing is did, that Kessler did has sent two letters to uh, Robert Morris about their litigation, or uh, the fact that they don't want to go to court or do anything like that. They'd rather just... Yes. Yeah, but here we go. Uh, first quote from Kessler is, I'm informing the school that we believe the termination of the teams puts the university at significant legal risk. We hope... We hope how they will proceed is to work together with the coalition to immediately restore the teams so that it won't be necessary to pursue any further action. So, you might be wondering what legal action could, you know, could the coalition take. And it's actually pretty interesting. I'm trying to find the exact quote. I should have. I, I'm looking at an article, so I couldn't exactly highlight it. But it's basically just, uh, here we go. Kessler said that the most significant claim is that the decision-making process for the eliminating the teams was deliberately concealed from the athletes, their families, and the coaches, and even some of the board of trustees. And it was revealed as a, oh God, uh, some Latin phrase, fight uh, accompli, whatever, sue me, I'm not saying that correctly. Uh, during that period, when this was actively being planned, students were misled. Sorry, you're, cut, you're cutting it out there. All right, you're good. Okay. Uh, they passed on. Uh, they passed on transfer opportunities, and some decided to come to the school on false pretenses. This is a failure to disclose, and what we call material information is unlawful in Pennsylvania. So basically, they're suing for not telling anybody that they were going to do this, and not giving people time. Like like we said in our initial podcast about the arm about this situation, is that that was the worst part about this whole thing is that they didn't let anybody know beforehand. Yeah. So, I mean, that just seems perfect for this. And he clearly knows what he's talking about, as we'll see later on. Yeah. Let's see here. Here it is. Remember, you were talking about, like, the conspiracies that he's been, that, that Howard has been planning to get rid of the hockey team for a while? Yeah. Listen to this. It is my position that a cause of action exists because you surreptitiously plan to eliminate both the men's and women's hockey teams for some for some time without the consideration for the student athletes' well-being. That's what Spelsy wrote uh, in a letter to in a letter to Howard. As such, you have deprived my client, along with many others, of the opportunity to continue their Division One competition. Your lack of transparency has only fueled speculations as to why. Regardless, your actions have been have given rise to several legal uh, several legal causes of action, both in Pennsylvania and Ohio. Like, this seems very promising. And yeah, Go especially ahead. with the name that's behind it. Like, just this itself is already, like, enough for me to get excited about it. But the fact that Kessler is is part of this is what really kind of drives that home. Because, you know, he is good at his job. Or her. I actually don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a guy. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he's legit. Um, I mean, I still, at the same time... This shows my poor... This uh, program's still going to be... Well, this, this poor program's still going to be in bad shape because of... Um, you know, they're going to lose players. They're not recruiting, I guess, you know, um, to replace those players. It's going to be difficult to um, to rebuild this program, knowing that a lot of people have made their minds up to leave already. Um, 
I don't know what they would do. Uh, maybe start up next year again, but you know, at that point, you're you've already lost uh, one of the top hockey programs in the country. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, honestly, in my opinion, I just hope power goes down into the dirt above all. Um, well, actually, no, I would say I'd like, I'd love to see any remaining athletes that are still going to come to army. I'd hope that they, you know, their careers are restored and they're able to play this year. But second, I'd love to see Dr. Howard go down with all the, all the lies he basically spoke through his teeth. Um, he kind of, he, he's just a scumbag in my opinion. And, um, it's just the whole thing is disappointing, but I'm glad to see action is being taken against him and, um, in the school and we'll see what happens. The other thing is there's no trust anymore. Even oh, if you bring not. the team back, there's no trust in Howard that he will, that he will keep it. And it's, I think sadly it might just die on its own. Yep. No one's gonna want to go to a school where, where it's the president is willing to just drop the program like that on a on a dime. Like I wouldn't have any faith in that school. I would not want to go there for any sport, knowing the RMU's practices of just yeah, a, it's terrible. And I think if you bring the team back, which they should, but I don't think Howard's gonna push in any way to make the program better. I think it's going to be solely reliant on the players and the staff of the hockey team. And, you know, they're going to work hard and they're going to put their passion into it. But knowing, but just knowing that the man in charge, the president, <clears throat> has absolutely no faith in your program, that's got to hurt no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, Howard's reputation in my eyes is our, it's torn apart. There's nothing he can do to fix it. Even if you bring back the program, Howard is still – Dr. Coward. Yep. Enemy number one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think it's time to move on. Let's get into some NHL hockey, which is not going anywhere anytime soon, as far as I know. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Dr. Coward will take over the NHL and then disband it because he's a fucking Ruin that too, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Lightning and the Islanders, mainly because I don't want to talk about Vegas, so I'm just going to push that off for as long as I can. Uh, we, we have game five. Uh, that was, we left off at both games were at game four and game five was an absolute just demolition of the Islanders. Yeah. It was a shit kicking. Oh my God. Eight to zip. Like mm -hmm. that's a, that's a morale. Like that's a morale problem. Like just happening right there. Well, I mean the, the first three goals, I mean, we, we watched it. Um, the first three goals were just honestly a lot of unfortunate bounces. And sometimes that's hockey for you. And um, in this circumstance and in this series, and especially like in this game, it, it really worked out for Tampa Bay and really put um, in the Islander, put the Islanders in a bad spot. So, um, and having those first three goals go in the way they did in the first period, it really deflated the Islanders. So, yeah. You had a deflection off a of Pellick. That Stamkos just put into a basically open net. Then you have yeah. uh, Yanni Gord passing the puck across the crease, and then Green went down to try to break it up, and it just goes <laughs> off of him and goes in between Varlamov's legs. Just unfortunate. Yep. Then you have Varlamov uh, was unable to control the puck, and it gets like batted back to the defenseman. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of traffic there, though. I mean, that again, yeah. like that was just a weird play, and it was just so unlucky. Takes a shot, Killorn gets the deflection, and it goes in the net. Like, first three yeah. goals were all kind of just, like, not fluky, but just kind of grindy, just hope to get, like, one of those a game type of goals. And, and got, lucky, and too. And got three. <laughs> and in and the lucky. first period. Yeah, and lucky. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to keep rolling while we're here. You had the fourth goal. Yeah, there's a lot of highlighted blue on my page right now. I highlight the goals and the color of the team. It's, oh, my God, it's all blue. Yeah. Uh, on the power play, uh, the Lightning are getting lots of passes around. Their passing on the power play is absolutely insane. I don't know if you oh, agree to that. Dude, it's insane. Their, their power play is the most scary I've ever seen. It's like one-touch passes. Like They have the puck for literally like a second, not even a full second, and they're just going around. So at some point it goes to, I think it was, yeah, Hedman to Stamkos, 
and he just snipes it top left. Just one tees it. That was yeah. the first goal that was just literal, like just snipe on the snipe on the goalie. Yeah, and then you had the uh the tip. The tip from Palat, which was unbelievable. That was a beautiful tip. That yeah. that goal, it looked like he looked like Crosby the way he kind of just like found himself in the right spot and just tipped it in. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was a really good goal. Uh, then you have Martin and Shen who got into a fight, uh, which I just thought was funny. Like it was a really quick fight. It didn't really amount to anything. But the reason the fight started is the reason why I think it was funny. Because they're really just like going towards the net. And Colton pushes Martin into Shen and they both hit Vasilevsky. And then <laughs> and then Shen turns around and he's just like, bro, you wanna fucking go? You wanna have fucking scrap? <laughs> Like, obviously, he doesn't know that, you know, Martin got uh, pushed. But it was just funny to see that. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I really didn't even notice that. I, when I was watching him, I was like, this is just so bad. This whole game is just bad. Yeah. For the Islanders, at least, if you're a Lightning oh, fan. Good, good for you guys if you're a Lightning fan. Oh, yeah. That was a great game to watch for you. Uh, Yeah, it was. Uh, then you had the power play goal. Headman takes a shot from the blue line, and he just – it was – a fucking amazing shot, immaculate. Top well, right corner. Screen. Yeah, it was a screen too. And but I mean, it was still like from the blue line. Couldn't have shot it any more perfect. It was just, it was a perfect shot. Uh, next, you got pass from Stamkos at the top left of the blue line. Sends it all the way down to the right side of the net. Like that's a, that's a long pass in the zone and through the middle, like crazy and then kutrop sends it back to the middle where Braden point is and just one tease it Braden point's an absolute monster man i'm it, it's insane he's so good it's he's he had six goals in seven games in the series or he, let's put it this way he had a goal in every game of the series except for game seven yep. <laughs> that's even more crazy yeah it's, it's fucking nuts he's a beast and then the last goal of the game, you got Shen taking a shot from the blue line, and it goes off a pull, uh, pull like skate and goes into the net. So you had four kind of like lucky, hard, like grindy goals, I'll say, because I don't want to throw them all to luck, but there definitely requires some luck, and and you know you got to be at the right place, at the right time. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Lightning dominated. There wasn't much to say about Game Five other than talk about all the goals that the Islanders let in. <laughs> I was sitting here having to type this all out, and I'm just like, God, what is happening? <laughs> hey, I was all for just saying game five doesn't even need to be talked about. They got roasted. <laughs> I did all the work, so we definitely had to. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so let's move into game six. Uh, comeback victory from the Islanders. And yeah, unbelievable game. What's crazy, too, is... The Lightning get the first two goals. So you have ten goals against zero. In the la like out of the last ten goals, they've all been from the Lightning. And you gotta you gotta imagine as an island fan, you see it's two zip and you gotta imagine it's just gonna happen again. You're like it's gonna be game it's gonna be game five, and we're gonna get absolutely roasted again. And then it just amazing. So let's talk about it. Brain Point gets the first goal. What Again. a fucking surprise. Another goal. This one was a good goal, too. This one was like a hard-working goal. So, well, yeah, the puck was bouncing around all over the place, and then it kicked out in front, and Point just, I don't know, he just good patience, and he buried it on his backhand. So he was behind the net, and an Islander tried to, like, you know, clear it around the boards, and he, you know, he does the thing where he, like, hops on the boards to try to get his body in front of it. He hits it down and then passes it to the front of the net where Sorelli is. And then Sorelli goes past, and then hit, passes it back to Point, who's in front of the net. But Pellick is on top of him. So the pass goes to the Point. He kicks it off his skate to his stick, and then backhands it in. And Pellick is all over him, and he's still able to do it. It was so sick. Kid's a freak of nature. He really is. He's unbelievable to watch. I want him on my team. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, Next goal, Sorelli gets behind the defense. It was kind of insane. I watched it like a couple of times. I'm like, how do you how do you let that happen? Um, 
as a Golden Knights fan, I can say that we do that. We did that a lot against the uh, Canadians. We they had a lot of breakaways like that where they just slipped past their defense. Anyway, uh, so Sorelli gets behind the defense, and uh, <coughs> Palat sends an amazing pass to Sorelli. It goes right past uh, the defender that was uh, behind Sorelli, and he just puts it five hole. It yeah, dude, it was a beautiful shot. He just talked to her, and he made it look easy. Um, yeah, not much more to say. He had he had good explosive speed. He broke in, um, protected puck with his body, and just slid it right through the legs. Um, beautiful goal. Beautiful. Absolutely. And this, like we said, this is the point where if I'm an Islands fan, I'm like, we're fucked. <laughs> Ten unanswered goals. We can't score. They already have a two-goal lead. We're done. But here we go. Matthew Barzal. He moves into the zone and does a drop pass to Eberly, and he gets a just a backhand snipe from the middle of the ice. I I just think Vasilevsky couldn't react in time. I think his defense uh, created a screen. Yeah, well, they all backed up because of the speed that Barzal was bringing in. I mean, he orchestrated yeah. the entire play. He he came right through the middle, dropped it, and by then all the t- all the Tampa players, I think it was like three of them, were all backed up like by their top of the circles or by even lower. Yeah. And Everly just had a good backhand shot. Not a, not a very, you know, typical, like common type of hockey play there, but it worked out. And that was a, that was a huge goal for, for the Islanders. Finally get past Vasilevsky. Yeah. I wrote Barkov here. I meant to write Barzal, uh, <laughs> but Barzal, have you seen him skate? Re- like I just now have the realization. Oh, Dude, I've been watching this kid skate for years. He's on, he's unreal. He's silky smooth, dude. I there was just one little moment in this game, and it wasn't even they didn't score a goal or anything, but they showed it anyway because he was literally just he looked like a figure figure skater, just going around the ice, just and he's not like going forward, like he's you know side to side, backwards. He's just he's just flowing. It's it was insane, and that's what leads to the next goal. Is he's just. He's able to just move around so well that like he just takes so much attention from everybody that he's able to get passes out. So he's moving yeah. around like he does, gets a couple deeks, passes it to Mayfield who comes up the ice because Barzal is coming in that defensive spot where Mayfield is. So Mayfield moves up, Bar- uh, Barzal gets the pass off, and oh my god, what a Dude. shot! What a shot! Dude, like, and I think. Mayfield just came off the bench, so Tampa's pressing Barzal hard, and he just came down right towards the dot, picks it up, shoots it right, like right above the top of the circles, short side up over the glove. There was like nowhere he could even shoot. There's no angle. Unbelievable, unbelievable shot against one of the best goalies in the world. And that, that was ties the game. Bar down, <laughs> bar down too. It was gross. That tied the game. Yeah, like. That's that's a goal that you that they absolutely needed. That is a m- big momentum shift. Like just the I one agree. goal from from Eberly was a nice momentum shift, but this one I felt like really changed the game. <clears throat> and then we have our OT our OT winner. Uh, so there was a lot of fighting for the puck as the Lightning are trying to leave the zone, and like I think it was Martin. Martin was doing a really good job of like. Of just being a fucking nuisance over there, like poking the puck, just making sure they didn't get a free like free pass to leave the zone. And it looks like Coleman tried to do a no look pass across the ice. And he tried to just like chip it ahead to like one of his guys moving north. And I I just don't know if he saw Bolivia there. I think it was Bolivia, right? Yeah. It was just a beautiful shot. Um yeah, right over the shoulder. And then just Oh right yeah. He tried to sauce it, and that was just a very high dangerous area. Puck was bouncing on a stick too. It was, it was you know, it was fumbling the puck, and yeah, it cost him a stake for Game Seven. Um, but yeah, fortunately enough for us, we don't have a lot to talk about in Game Seven because Game Seven was Game Seven. It was only <laughs> it was a defensive game, dude. I mean, it was um, it was a battle. Um, and uh, good game. you would think you would think in a one nothing game that the Islanders would have the advantage to come out, but come out on top. But Tampa Bay, and they, that that that's scary for Montreal. If they're going against a team that just won a one nothing game, but they're usually a high powered offensive team. 
Oh, that's scary. That is very so, scary. The worst part about the goal that ha- so let's talk about the goal because it's on a penalty kill, a shorthanded goal for the Lightning, and that's the game. That's the thing that gets them the win. And I mean, that's gotta just that's gotta hurt just a little bit more. Like, you're supposed to as the pen as a power play team, you're supposed to get the goal, right? Like, that's it's the worst yeah, thing that can happen if you're on a power play, <laughs> other than like getting a four on four, or committing a penalty. But no, not even you'd much rather do that. Worst thing you could do on a on a power play is give up a goal, and they did. Defensive positioning here was careless. Yeah, Shirelli entered in, went to the corner. corner. Yeah, took three guys with him. He threw it right to the, uh, one of the defenseman's legs, way out in front. Goal. Uh, you have Yanni Gore coming through there. It's it's not an easy guy to stop. He, he also didn't take any time there. He shot it immediately. Yeah, he didn't stick handle, quick shot. Goalie wasn't set. It's a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. I think the score kind of uh, is a little deceiving. I think the Lightning were in, were played a lot better that game, and it just oh they uh, did, and they just didn't get as many goals as uh, they normally do. I think, yeah, yeah, it seemed very they, much like the Lightning should have won that game. Yeah, they outshot them thirty-one seventeen. Um, you know that that was definitely a dominant performance from from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, hits are pretty even, uh, almost 50 hits for both teams, uh, each. So, you know, the shots were, were, were in heavy favor of Tampa, but in the third period it was a little bit more even, evenly matched, but it wasn't enough for the Islanders to, to come over the win. Um, the most Chelsea had in a period that game was seven and that came in the third. And shout um, out to the Islanders, man. They fought. It's, yeah. No matter what you, they fought. And they they've got they give us some good hockey. I think, I think that was a fun series to watch. Uh, well, now we get to move on to your favorite series. Oh my god, bro! I was rewatching these games and I literally. Oh my god! I got to game six and I like I almost cried. Like, I had tears in my eyes just watching the last goal go in. I was just like, oh, okay. Uh. Oh, also, uh, I was my prediction was correct in that I got the lightning in seven, so I finally get one right. I've gotten two right so far. <laughs> I think I had three in the first round, but none in this round. So, no, I got some right because I said, you know, I, I don't remember the first round, but since, you know, whatever, I've gotten two right in our last two rounds, which is not great. <laughs> All right, let's talk about game oh, no, five. That- that was what I was referring to. I was saying like the, um, I was referring to just these last two rounds. Yeah. When we started doing the predictions. Yeah. Let's talk about game five. Let's just let's let's just do it. Golden Knights lose four to one. Montreal dominated. Let's get into it. Anderson uh, if, gets a breakaway. If you don't want to go through each goal, I'm gonna, or at least the Montreal ones. I I understand. This is going to be painful for you. I'm gonna do it. I've already written. Right. I've written it all down. I've already relived it. We're gonna we're gonna read it. We're gonna go through it. <laughs> Anderson uh, gets a breakaway. This that is the fucking killer of the Golden Knights. I don't know what the fuck they need to do, but I don't know how many times I've written I've written breakaway on a fucking uh, Canadian's goal. It happens turnovers, man. So often turnovers and breakdowns on the back end. You might need more speed back there. I don't know. That's that's not good, though. Yeah. Uh, Flurry did make the save on the breakaway, but he was out of the net uh, when the rebound, you know, goes out. So, uh, Cotton Niemi uh, just puts it in the open net. So, that was the first Yeah, I, I don't know where the hell any of their – where who the second guy back was, was, but you cannot afford to give up a rebound. They'll sit in there for at least, it seemed like, two seconds, which is a long time in hockey, especially in the NHL. Oh, absolutely. Um. And Flurry just didn't recover. I mean, I know he probably thought it was under him, but still, you know, yeah. wasn't good. Then you have the man, the myth, the dude that I miss, uh, Suzuki. He has the puck on the far left side of the net, and he passes it to the middle to stall, and he just snipes it top right corner. It was pretty, dude, pretty simple. Unreal shot. Yeah. Unreal shot. Nothing Flurry could do, honestly. That's the thing about the Golden Knights as a whole throughout these entire playoffs. It's not. It wasn't the goalie's fault, really. There was the one game that I, you know, I'll put on Flurry. Sure, 
I'll get I'll I'll blame Flurry for that one. But like oh and the one maybe you could blame Leonard for the one in Colorado, but that was yeah, a shit show yeah. in general. So yeah, I'm not, whatever. It's not the goalie's fault. It's it was our offense playing like shit and that allowing so many breakaways. But <clears throat> I'm gonna continue. Oh, Mark Stone on the penalty kill. Turnover. Uh, yep. He he tried to take it in the offensive zone. I can understand why he wanted to do it, you know, behind two goals. You need a you need a momentum shift, but he gets he gets it stolen off of him and then it turns into a fucking breakaway and Perry absolute amazing pass to Caulfield who just one times it in. Flurry doesn't doesn't have enough dude. time to get over and Caulfield just, is he's gross, dude. He is so good. He's unbelievable. He changed our whole team. They were 18th in the NHL. Yeah, too. Have just they're creating they're creating something special over there. Oh, dude, it's it's insane to watch. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the final, but yep. Let's get on to the next one. Uh, we get a Golden Knight goal for once. Uh, you get Pacioretty. He there was face off, and we get a shot, and Pacioretty takes a shot right off the face off. He does whiff on the first one, but it seemed to work out in his favor because he takes a shot again, and it and it just works out. So I mean. There you go, take it. Uh, and that's what yeah, the Golden Knights nice are shot. pretty good at, too, for getting goals. Uh, they're pretty good at getting goals off the face-offs. But it obviously did not work as well in these series. And then uh, Suzuki scores an open net goal for the fourth goal. Yeah, not a great game for um, Vegas. It's a but... pretty bad game. All right, let's talk about this heartbreaker. It's okay, we're almost done, man. Just grind through, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, first goal of game six. It looked like Martinez tried to clear the puck. I don't know if his stick broke, but he drops it immediately after he does it. Like, he throws it on the ice, and that's usually a sign that the stick is fucked up or something, right? Like, there's no reason for yeah, to just you, drop their stick for no reason. It did break because that's an NHL rule. You have to drop your stick if it breaks because you could hurt someone. Okay, so, tries to clear the, the puck. The stick breaks, and it goes right to Weber, and he just fucking... Fires it in top left corner. Uh, yeah. Great shot. Unfortunate bounce for the boys. I mean, that doesn't happen, and it's a different game. And it was a great screen too. Yeah, that, that was, was a great screen. Unfortunate for Vegas. Fantastic for for the Habs. Then you have Shea Theodore taking a shot at the top of the blue line, uh, and it gets past Price on his left side, and Riley Smith is just there for the deflection and puts it in the goal. Which was a great little because it was down on the ice. It was pretty. It was low. It wasn't like a, you know, in the air type of deal. But those are where you want to deflect pucks, though, dude. Yeah, I'm saying it wasn't like a, like a fucking Sidney Crosby like coming yeah. at his chest and he just fucking knocks it down in the goal. But it was definitely that, a good deflection goal. That speaks volumes on Theodore there and his, his hockey IQ and, and his offensive ability. That was a smart, beautiful shot pass to the back door, and it worked out in favor of Vegas. Uh, next we got Edmondson sending a long pass to Caulfield, who uses his speed to just get around McNabb. Like he, first of all, the pass is like, like in the air, and he like deflects it, gets through McNabb, and then just snipes Robin Leonard on the top right. It was an amazing shot. Oh, dude, I, that's why I was just saying though that maybe they need more speed on that back end because Caulfield just absolutely fried him, and when that guy's got like open space. I mean, that was a beautiful tip, too, on the pass. He tipped it right over stick and then chased yeah. it. I guess knowing that he could burn him. Yeah, that oh, was, it was a great dude. play. Like what a goal. Great pass by Edmondson. All right. Then we got Petrangelo, who ties up the game. Or, no, he Petrangelo takes a shot at the net. Uh, and then Price is trying to cover it up. But before he can, Martinez smacks it. And he gets it uh, through, his, uh, through Price's five hole and gets the goal to tie it up. And then... We go into OT. Montreal, not yeah. The Canadians are pushing forward. Denol, 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 whatever. Denol, something like that. Yeah. He's weaving through the defense. It looks like he could have got a shot on if he wanted to, but instead gives a fucking great pass to the backdoor area to Lekkinen, who just puts it right in. Oh. He had it wasn't exactly backdoor. You still had to skate like a step or two before he took the shot. Yeah, but that was beautiful. Yeah, it was a great shot. It was a great play, and that was their first. I'm so that sorry. was that line's first goal for that for that series. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, right? dude, I'm so sorry about that. That sucks. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. And in the moment, I actually didn't even feel that bad. Because I, I was already just in the, like, dumps of just, like, oh, we're, we're going to fucking lose anyway. Like, I had my expectations were low. So when we yeah, lost, but... I was just kind of like, oh, I was like, this sucks ass, bro. Yeah, but at that point, Vegas, all they needed was... One goal. One, one goal, like, one bounce, one shot. And um, the series is totally different. You go back to Vegas with momentum. You never know. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, that, that, that certainly hurt. But it was, is what it I is, man. I was more hurt going back and watching it than I was in the moment. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It, was, it, it sucks as a Golden Knights fan. But, dude, the Habs just outplayed Vegas in every fucking category <clears throat> except for that first game. That first game, Vegas dominated. They had... And it looked it looked good, and then something happened, and the Habs were just like, you know what? No, we're we're gonna be the better hockey team, and they were. Even in the games where the Knights won, it just seemed, it just seemed like the Habs had it the whole time, and we got lucky. They played yeah, incredible. Shout out to the to the Canadians, and it's you know that's real because I'm a Golden Knights fan. You know I'm being honest when I say that they just. They just outplayed. They just outplayed us. And I, it's not much you can do about it. Well, not much I can do about it. Golden Knights could have done something, but there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So, going to have to hold that L till next season. Hopefully, uh, somebody in the fucking Vegas Golden Knights uh, facility learns the Heimlich so we can stop fucking choking. That'd be real nice. <laughs> um, and I guess we'll see what happens next year. But coming back to this year, who's going to win the goddamn Stanley Cup? We both yeah, I, It's the Lightning in six for me. Yeah, this is hard for me. I'm probably do Lightning in six as well. But, again, this is a series that goes seven. It'd go anywhere. Um, it's all just going to be based off of how they match up against each other. Yeah. Um, they're both pretty even and goals against um, against each other like preventing goals um when it comes to scoring goals tampa's the hot the hot hand obviously oh, averaging more than second like 3.22 goals per game yeah um yeah and, and also the overtimes that's another huge thing we have to talk about i think montreal's five overtime wins montreal's penalty kill against the yeah. Lightning's power play is gonna be sick oh dude that's gonna be so much fun to watch and neat like uh, yeah, I mean, Montreal, they have 20.9% on the power play. Tampa, 83% on their penalty kill, which aren't, like, amazing numbers or bad numbers or anything. They're good numbers. But the 93.5% for Montreal's PK and then the 37.7% power play for Tampa, that is going to be very interesting. That could decide the series. Yeah. If If Montreal can shut down Tampa on their power play on special teams and they can limit their penalties – Oh boy, this could be interesting. Very interesting. You know what? I'm saying lightning and seven. Lightning and seven. Mm. I'm, this yeah. is tough. I, I I hope this goes to seven games. I think it would I'm, be fucking awesome to see. You know what? I'm going to stick with my gut here, even though I changed to my gut. <laughs> I'm going with lightning and six still. Still think lightning and six, but I, I do think it, it, there is a very. You just put out a good argument for the Habs. And I felt I it, did. But I still think but, the lightning will win. Dude, lightning are just so good. It's I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm excited. Yeah. Game starts soon. I'm really pumped. Let's talk about the points because we were just talking about the offensive power <laughs> of the lightning. Oh, my God. So. Kucherov oh is in the lead in points with 27. Then you have Point with 20. Then Killorn with 17. Then you have Stamkos with 17. Then you have my William Carlson with 16. And Hedman with 16. Five of the top six point getters in the playoffs right now play for the fucking Lightning. Yeah. That is but do, insane. Montreal still has Toffoli and, and Suzuki who are buzzing in the playoffs. 14 and 13 Their points, points are much more respectively. spread out. Yes. But the fact that these guys can do what they do is still absolutely yeah. insane. Toffoli's been on a roll, though. I think he's been looked a little bit over, 
you know, overlooked a little bit. He's yeah, overlooked a little bit. I mean, they played. They also played one less game than Mont- or than Tampa Bay did. That's true in the playoffs. So you have to remember that. Um, but yeah, it's this will be interesting, man. Then you have your goal leader. You know who it is. My boy, Braden Point. Fourteen goals for the man. <laughs> Let me just say this. Let me just say this real quick. When Ovechkin and the Caps won that run in 2018, Ovechkin had 15 goals in the playoffs. He had three in the finals. With the way that Point has been scoring in the last round, if he keeps it up, he could probably get 20 goals or close. Yeah, probably 20 goals. If it goes to seven, I don't games, think he. If it goes to seven games, he gets 20. I think. I don't think he will, but I think he could. I think this is you know this is going to be goals are going to be harder to come by, but against especially his Montreal team, but. You cannot look past this Tampa Bay scoring ability and the individual scoring ability of Braden Point. So, are you looking at this oh list boy. right now? I am. Damn it's, it! I was it drops. Make you guess. I was gonna make you guess what the next goal, the goal leader point is. Nah, whatever. It's it's eight <laughs> from Kalorn. That's it. That's insane. That he, Braden Point has almost double the second place person's goals. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, and guess it's what? Funny. It's a Lightning player. Uh, number three is Stamkos with seven. Oh, he also plays for the Lightning. And then you have Nelson and Paul Mary, uh, Islanders players. They yeah. they did well for the team, man. They got they did their part. They got their goals. Uh, clearly, they're in the top five. So, I mean, they're doing their thing. Yeah. Um, a big thing, though, is, um, as we know, Montreal's goals are very spread out. Yeah. Um, throughout the lineup, but Joel Armia, is he playing tonight? I heard he wasn't. Yeah. And he is tied for first in goals on that team. Um, I don't know, COVID protocol or whatever. He, that could hurt. So someone might need to step up tonight. Caulfield, as much as we feel like we haven't seen, as much as we feel like he scored a lot, he only has four. It's that tells he, me he's he been started scoring. In this, he started in this series against the Knights. That's when he really started showing up. Yeah, so like he's been scoring timely ones though, as we noticed. Yes. Um, after recapping this the last round, I mean he's he's been on he's been on a tear, dude. And Kid's if he keeps unbelievably it up, good. Basically, everyone that's like it's just a matter of who can keep it up, who can keep doing what they're doing. Everyone, uh, a Montreal has, dude. Montreal has to be everyone. Yeah, they do. They need everyone like, on their team to be there and to do what they do. Yeah, if the anyone match. takes a night off, they're gonna get crushed by this team. I think. If anything, the most important person on this Montreal team is Carey Price, but we'll get to the goalies in a minute. So you look at the assist leaders. Uh, you got Kucherov, 22, then Hedman with 15, then my boy Carlson with 12, then Stamkos with 10, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot with 10. And look at that. Same, yeah. Three of the top five. Lightning. And then you have Toffoli and Kalorn with nine. So... Yeah. That says a lot about like once again Montreal's point spread. It is not not in um not in the gambling. The, the the um but the amount of points, you know, they're all over the place. So it's gonna be very it's interesting. Nice I'm, you I'm can so rely fired on up. any line to score. Yeah. Um let's talk about the goalies. Leading in save percentage in the playoffs is uh Vasilevsky with a point nine three six. But, we only need to talk about but, the top two, honestly. But so <laughs> closely behind is Carey Price with a .934. Like, they're right on top of each other. These yeah. are the best two goalies in the playoffs. Um, if Fleury was a part of that conversation, but something fucking happened. And <laughs> whatever. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. But, man, these, these guys are fucking good at hockey. They're good at goalie. It is insane. They're good. They're very good. Uh, the only be... reason I included Varlamov and Sorokin, I just thought it was really funny that both of them had a point nine two two. Oh, that is actually pretty funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so they both they're on the same team and they have the same save percentage. It's just I thought it was funny. Uh, then you got goals against average, Vasilevsky and Price again on top, and they're so close to each other. A one point nine nine for Vasilevsky and a two point oh two for Price. It is. Close. Both of these goalies are playing insane. Um, and yeah, and on top of that, we don't have it down, but Vash, Vashilevsky, four shutouts in the playoffs, Price yeah. with one. Um, and that's not to put down Price, but you know, I think that speaks volumes on 
not just Vashilevsky as a goalie, but as their team. their team defensively. Yeah. It seems like there's certain games where they show up, and not only he's still in the game, but their 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 team is able to just shut down teams. They have those games where they have this, you know, those little those little spurts where they're playing unbelievable on their own end. So I think that's why, partially why Price is getting more of the love for being a, like a, playing amazing because he seems to have been he's been making like stellar plays to keep his team in. Or Vasilevsky yeah, is more just doing his job and doing it amazingly. Like he's just he's on top of it and his teammates are helping him a lot. And you know, you know Vasilevsky has a good team around him. Where price, yeah. uh, you know, you're going in 18th ranked team, and no one believes you can win, and all of a sudden you're just on top of the fucking world. In Price's last five games, he has not let up more than two goals. Yep, I am totally um, aware of that. His lowest save percentage was a 905, but be- besides that, he's getting 935, 956, 963, and 949 in those games in save percentage. So, um. And the one game where he did have a 905, it looks like, you know, it was just enough for Vegas. You know what I mean? It was just enough for them to win. Yeah. But, dude, this guy, he's playing so well. He's playing so well. An absolute monster. Why <laughs> Why? Why is it always against the Knights this shit happens? Um, don't say that. It happened to Washington always. plenty it's of only times. four years, but, you know, whatever. Let me let me be sad. <laughs> Let's talk about the Consmith. Uh, Who do you? I mean, for me, it's Carey Price, right? Like he's my he's my number one guy. Like overall, it's got to be Carey Price. Yeah, yours is point. Braden it's going to be Braden Point, dude. Hey, look what he just did in the NHL against against um. What's their team? The Islanders, a team that's so defensively structured, put up six. In six games, he had and he had six goals or seven games. Six games, he did have six goals, but then, yeah, in the seven game series, you're having six goals in that series. Oh my god, dude, he is he's buzzing right now. So obviously, the cup final, the whole series is gonna have a huge impact, I think, on this. But point and price, I'll have to agree, are the two favorites. You know, if if Tampa wins right now, I think it's got to be point. If Montreal wins, it's got to be priced. Yeah, I would but, agree with that. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Game is starting soon. I assume in like five minutes. Five minutes, baby. Yeah, I'm well, pumped. Knowing the NHL, it's more like twenty minutes. Like twenty minutes. Yeah, but... twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this, I'm excited, uh, and I I want to make it clear, I'm cheering for the Habs. I want the Habs to actually win. I, I I'd much rather see Carey Price win a Stanley Cup than see the Lightning go back to back. See, I'm very very split here i actually just want a great series i hope it goes seven games i hope you're right in the sense that seven games um i i hate seeing back to back it's usually not my favorite thing (laughs) i'm not always a fan of that um but also the the montreal they've had their time they've had what 23 24 cups they don't really need any more from a fan from a fan's perspective um you know I'm I'm wishing the best of luck for both teams. I I just hope it's a great series. Either way, I know I'm going to be depressed at the end of it because hockey's going to be over, and I just know that I'm unless it's like a guy that you're really excited to see lift the cup. Yes, part of that's really nice, but the handshake line and watching all those guys' faces on the opposite end of the spectrum, it is so really sad hard. watching these. Yeah, it's sad watching those guys get that close and not make it. Because you'll know if you're ever going to make it again. The yeah. odds are not in your favor just to make it there, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, so that's why, you know. It, and I'm sure you've been uh, on the losing end of, of a championship in some kind. Obviously, it's not as big as the Stanley Cup. but but I've uh, lost, High school. <laughs> yeah, I've lost in, I lost in the semis and that for our, like, uh, for CIF. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is. It's basically playoffs for my yeah. high school area um and it yeah it's it sucks to be on the losing end yeah my uh, senior year of high school we were um up three to one they scored another goal i can't remember maybe like 10 minutes left in the period and then with 50 seconds left they said i tried to call timeout d zone face off the ref said no i've never heard of that they scored while shoving a goal in the net and then 19 seconds in overtime, they, they scored another one. We lost. So, they, you know, 
I've been on that losing side. It, it hurts. And um, that's the one part I hate about. That's the one biggest part I hate about watching a Stanley Cup is knowing that there has to be a loser. But that's what sports is, man. It's it's going to be fun to watch. I'm fired up. What I hated, because it might be different in football than it is for hockey. I feel like hockey, there's a lot more like you could get down to the last second and still have some hope. Yes. It depends on the situation. Obviously, if it's like five to the zip and there's two minutes left, I'm sure most players are just kind of like, this fucking over. But you're still going to Even then, yes, usually. Yeah. I've seen that 2% of the time, though, where something miraculous happens. So, you know, hockey, you're right. I mean, it's, it's one of the sports. It's going to come down to the wire, I think. And it's, you know, either way, it's going um, so to be tough. For football, there's a moment where you know you've lost and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Like, there's two, minute, like, two minutes left. The other team has the ball. You're down by two, two scores. You got no timeouts left. So you just have to Unless... sit on the sideline and just watch them take knees and just watch everyone just be super excited. So there's just like this – it's kind of like the before – you lose, you have to accept that you've lost. Which unless sucks. you're Tom Brady, unless you're Tom, unless you're Tom, Tom Brady, Brady then you have defense, a way. And then he'd like dive underneath the, no, the center and he'd some, catch the ball. Some bullshit would happen where they bosh a snap on a knee and they would recover it, and then Brady would somehow like march his team down the field, and they'd like run the ball from like the thirty yard lines just because Brady's on the team. It's like it's just the type of shit that that guy pulls off in the playoffs. It's insane. Speaking of football. Stick around with us because we're going to have a little bit of a, a brand change. Not, I'm just going to change the logo up a little bit because we're going to hit football season. And we're going to talk about football, baby. That challenge chill is moving on to football. We'll still talk about hockey every now and then whenever there's a trade or anything yeah. interesting happens. But we're going to hit my expertise. We're going to change the logo up a little bit. We're going to have a little bit of a rebrand. But we're going to keep coming with the podcast. And we're going to keep trying to give you all the fun of, of me and Steve. Hell yeah, buddy. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, all that good stuff. I don't want to work for a living. I'd rather, I'd much rather talk about sports uh, with some with some people, uh, with Steve. And I think that would be a lot of fun. So please like, share, talk about us. Tell your friend, tell your grandma, tell your goldfish. What do you got, Steve? And... Hashtag save RMU hockey. We'll keep you guys updated on that, of course. So oh, yeah. we'll definitely enjoy the cup, everyone. Enjoy the cup. Have a beer. Forget about work. Forget about life. Just enjoy hockey. And we wish you guys the best of luck. Thank Stay you for happy. listening. Stay happy and healthy.